Good morning and welcome to episode uh, 36 of our small holding life, warts and all, um, here at Friesland Farm in rural West Oxfordshire. That's where we are. It's September. I can hear a kite out there somewhere. Um, it's quite sunny today, although the weather is on the turn. It's um, The breeze is colder. Um, we're moving into uh, autumn, which actually I love autumn, so it's not, I don't mind that. Um, it's Thursday, and uh, I've been busy this morning just whipping around, um, hoovering and stuff like that, trying to <laughs> trying to organise my life. Um, I've got I had a delivery yesterday for some of the um, tools and that I had to order for the wreath evenings um i've i've got a little tub i've now got everything in there marked that at workshops so it's got um secateurs in it it's got wire cutters it's got wire it's got jute string it's got um the oil cloth that will go over the table so forming a, a box full of stuff that i will use for the wreath workshops um i just literally i just did a quick um count up of uh you know went through my diary of of the sales that i made on the flowers um since i started and i've actually done nearly 1500 pounds worth of sales so that's pretty good you know i'm quite happy about that obviously i had a big outlay to begin with because um had to buy in a lot of um, stuff and I also you know bought a lot of seeds which I will collect seeds from stuff as well um, and I also bought in quite a few perennial plants and bulbs and things so I had to make a big investment probably just over a third of, of that was invested in plants and things I would estimate I haven't actually done the book so I don't know um, so yeah so just give you an idea of uh, what sort of a, a side hustle you could uh, have going there Hello, it's now Saturday, uh, half past 12. Um, so Thursday, I thought I was going to get an, a lot done. Um, and then Charlie messaged and said, could she walk over with Oscar? Obviously, that's perfectly fine. Of course you can. Um, and she bought, uh, she actually bought lunch and made us lunch, which was lovely. Um, and then um, early afternoon, Shelley came, popped in for a cup of tea uh, and then they left. And then I had about an hour before Sam arrived with uh, Mia and the twins. Um, well, I looked after the twins while Mia went swimming. The twins were nicely on form this uh, this week. They weren't too, last week they were absolutely manic, but this week they were, it was okay. Um so yeah, consequently, I didn't get. I did manage to get some bulbs sort of planted within that hour, so that's not too bad. Um, ranunculus and some anemone um, in the polytunnel. Um, and then Friday, I didn't get a lot done either, <laughs> because I I started off. I did have I'd cut some flowers and I'd um, put some flowers uh, together just to to do photographs and that really cut some flowers and put some in vases and uh, jugs just to put on social media say this you know this is what I've got this is what we do um and then um Samantha came turned up with the twins and then we went over to Charlotte's and we uh went for a walk from Charlotte's house um so that took us right through to about uh half past two um and when I come home I was tired <laughs> really tired so um i didn't get a lot done then either i've been in really like oh my god all you've all these days are nice and you're not getting anything done but um to be honest i was so tired i'd i couldn't have even if i wanted to so um so that was friday and now we're into saturday this morning uh though i should have been outside it's sunny and when the sun's out it's quite warm i have noticed that when i go outside it's very warm um john's home obviously he's been tidying up all the back bit Meanwhile, I've been in here sorting out all the dried flowers, um, uh, making dried flower things. I, oh, I did sit and do a dried flower wreath yesterday afternoon. Was it yesterday afternoon? It must, yeah, must have been before the twins came. Um, 
so uh, yes, I've been doing dried flower things. Um, I did put some flowers out this morning for sale. They've sold, so that's good. Or two lots of them have anyway. Um, so that, so that's good. Um, I went. John said, "Do you want to come and see what I've done at the back?" So he's tied out all the back. Uh, but he's. I said, "Where is it all gone?" He's like, "I've just put it in the caravan." I'm like, "Oh." So we've got this old caravan that's just full of. I mean, I said to him, it's going to take three skips to empty that caravan. It's just full of stuff that you, you know, when somebody ties it up and they just bung it all in the cupboard and shut the door. That's basically what he's done. Um, <laughs> I know it's great to tidy up, but not if you're just moving the other stuff elsewhere. And then I looked on the thing. So when we did it all before, I put up three metal, uh, so magnetic strips, and we put all the tools up there. And I said, where are all the tools gone? Because I was thinking of getting more magnetic strips because... They were so full that I couldn't get anything else on there. And now they're half empty. There's big gaps in them. And so I said, you know, where where have all the tools gone? Because potentially they're probably in his van. That's the thing. Um, that's why I have a separate shed with my tools in. Having said that, I still I can't find my lump hammer. And we've had a big um, discussion and a walk around this morning to find my lump hammer. It's disappeared. So I try not to let him in my um, shed because my tools disappear and then when I want to do something I've got nothing to do it with so I keep threatening to get a lock on there so he can't get at it but <laughs> um yeah I've never done that it's when you've got I guess if you've got um I don't know a partner who works in IT or uh, is in the NHS or something like that you all your tools are you know there for the both of you and they probably stay in one place when you have a trade partner they disappear I, and I'm not the only one who says that. I know, I know that's a fact. They disappear and uh, you can never find them again because they're in the depths of the van, usually, which is really annoying. Um, I just feel very um, angsty today. I don't know why. I just I feel very... I feel quite despondent about things. I'm just, I don't know why. I'm just, I just like, oh, nothing's good enough. A couple of things I've tried didn't go well and... Oh, I'm just feeling a bit like, oh, why am I bothering? I'm rubbish. I can't do this. Um, just one of those days, really. And I, I know I'll snap out of it eventually. Maybe I am just really tired. Um, still not feeling 100%. Still haven't booked my blood test in, mind you, either. So that's my fault. Um, but I just feel like, you know, what I've, I'm doing is just not quite good enough, do you know? And I think that probably is just me because everybody says, oh, that's lovely, it's amazing, I love these. But um, I feel, yeah, no, meh, meh, as I said to Shelley, I feel meh about everything at the minute, which is uh, not great and I, I don't know why. I'm sure I'll snap out of it eventually. Um, I put the eggs up. Um, that hasn't deterred anybody. They're still coming by in the eggs at the new price, which is... <laughs> great but um you know i should have done it ages ago maybe yeah it's a beautiful sunny day though the sky is blue there is a plowing a local plowing match on which we were going to go to um but the thing is is that i i think you had to buy advanced online tickets which i don't think anybody's well obviously some people a lot of people probably did but um if you don't know when it's going to rain or not, you're not going to do that. And that's probably why they did it. So they actually got the ticket sales and people came anyway because they bought the tickets. I don't know. But um, we were going to go over and do that, but we decided not to. Um, I think this is one of the things that I, I know that I'm not feeling 100% because otherwise I'd be like, right, yes, yeah, I said, we'll, we'll go to that. I want to go to that. I wanted to go to it. I've been looking at the posters all summer thinking, yeah, definitely go to that. And now I got to it and I'm like, I can't be bothered. And the same with um, the Malvern Autumn Show. And I love that one. And uh, I said to John way back, oh, we'll get, definitely go to that. But And it's on this weekend and I got I got to it and I was like, I don't know, can I be bothered? I don't know. I mean, just, I'm in a, I can't be bothered, meh mood. So um, I know I need it. I need to kick myself a kick up the backside. But um I think sometimes when you're like that, you just, you can't do it. <laughs> can't, I don't know why. I don't know. It's a mystery. I'm sure eventually I will snap out of it, I'm sure. Uh, what's on the rest of the agenda today? I don't know. John's just gone to tidy out his van now. Hopefully he'll find all those tools in there that I say are missing. <laughs> he says they're not. <laughs> but I bet your bottom dollar that's where they are. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to do today. 
mope around feeling sorry for myself by the looks of it. Good morning, it's Monday morning, half past seven. Um, the rain actually woke us up this morning. <laughs> and again, that's the first lot of rain we've had for a while because I was looking at everything thinking, oh, it's getting so desperate again, it's so dry. And we just seem to have massive patches of no rain at all. But um, yeah, I had quite a, a shower, heavy shower this morning. I'm not quite sure what the rest of the day is going to bring. I can see blue sky at the minute, although it's breezy. Um, yesterday was lovely, um, lovely day, a nice dry day. And uh, we got up in the morning and John said, do you want to go to Malvern? And I said, yeah, let's go, let's go. So uh, about half eight, we got everything done and about half eight we left here and um, got to Malvern Show just after uh, 9.30. Literally is about an hour down the road. So I thought, why, why not? Let's go. Um, walked around, had a mooch around, had a look at all the flowers, had a look at the floral display exhibitions, competitions, all of that. The giant veg, um, you know, everything and anything that was there. Um, get some sort of inspiration and try and chivvy myself up again, although it is autumn, so it's not, <laughs> you can't chivvy yourself up too much. Um, I did buy some flowers, just three, just three plants that, uh, one a different colour of something I've already got, which is a strancia, and two others, which uh, one's a red or a pinky, a bright pinky red persicaria, and the other one I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's got like pinky, pink feathery, pointy bits on the end. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, I thought, oh, that looks quite nice. That'd look nice in bouquets. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, the temptation was high to just buy all sorts of things, but. Um, uh, you know, some of the stalls I walk around and think, yeah, got that, got that, got that, got that. <laughs> so uh, a lot of it, I think, yeah. And then there were a couple of really outstanding, oh, there's some beautiful colour carnations, but they didn't have the plants there. Um, obviously, they were their show carnations and they were absolutely stunning. Uh, and I also saw um, Dahlia Beach there. And I don't know if anybody else has seen, you know, if you're into cut flowers, and I think you've seen Dahlia Beach on Instagram or on Facebook, but... Um, Dahlia Beach is literally she's um, she's just up the road from us at Millet's Farm. They do there's a big pink bus up there, and uh, she does pick your own dahlias. And um, I went and said hello to her because I you know been following her on Instagram. Said hello to her. <clears throat> she's also with flowers from the farm, so um, we had a little chat. And uh, but her her stall was beautiful. It was popping actually popping it was you know she's got a beautiful pink bench swing bench that was all decorated in the most gorgeous um bright uh, dahlias amazing um it was wonderful it was really bright and cheery uh yeah so we didn't we i think we left there about half one because um it was going to take about an hour to get home um by that time, my feet were aching a bit, so I said, "John, yeah, we'll go now. We've we've had we've had a look round. We've seen lots of things. We've had something to eat. We'll head off home." And uh, so when we got home, obviously, because can't leave the dogs too long either, so uh, let the dogs out. John did the animals in the afternoon, and then um, Shelley cooked us a roast. Or well, Shelley and Martin cooked a roast. They'd invited us round previously, so. That was good. We didn't even have to cook yesterday, which was amazing. So all in all, had a really nice day. Um, yeah, the the weather this morning is, is like a bit iffy. Um, then I could kick myself because we've had some nice weather where I could have got out and got stuff done. But in all honesty, <clears throat> um, I didn't feel 100% up to it. I didn't feel up to it. So um, it'd be one of those where I'm walking around looking at a job half-heartedly doing it um and then walking away again which you know just you don't really achieve very much at all so um yeah I don't, I don't know what that is all about at the minute uh we'll see um so yeah uh I've, so I've you know I've still got all the jobs that I had previous on my list to do because I haven't done any of them yet <laughs> which is um 
which is annoying really i've annoyed myself with that uh we put the eggs up on friday they're still selling out so people are not bothered about paying the extra 30 pence on top of what they were charging before they're they're just not they're still selling so which is great because that will just mean that you know we're not doing it for nothing Uh, we will make a tiny bit of profit on it um yeah, and that's probably about as much as I've got to say. It will come a time now <clears throat> on the podcast where I just have less to say because of, um, you know, because there's less being done outside. The clocks will change soon. That will be me then going out doing the birds in the evening. John will still do them before he goes to work, but I will, um, you know, it gets dark earlier and earlier, and so he'll still be working, so I will be doing the birds. Uh, no doubt there'll come a time when the birds get locked down again. Um we have to keep an eye out to see uh, any announcements on that. But it's always going to be a well, is a, is a given these days. At the minute, it's um doesn't seem to be leaving the country at all. I think he's been here the whole of the year now. This year, which is uh, which is a first, I think. So yeah, that's uh that's Monday. Um, a start of a new day. Try or start of a new week. Try to um reorganize my brain patterns and thoughts and try and um, be a bit more productive this week that's what I mean when I look back at it I mean I do do a lot but um, sometimes it's not what I wanted to get done and therefore I feel like I haven't done anything I guess but um, yeah that's the way it is so yeah I hopefully get some things done today and I'll let you know what I've done later on I do love this time of year because, um, I've said before, I love autumn, although I'm not too keen on when it starts to get cold, but, you know, that's what comes with autumn. But also it's a time of year where you get to use all of the things that you've been growing all year long, um, which uh, obviously, you know, you're eating some of it fresh, but a lot of it is stored um, in the freezer in my case. And... Um, so you start to use it and you do feel quite accomplished really when you're making meals that out of um food that you've been growing yourself so um today in the slow cookers <laughs> my favorite thing uh we've got I've got a big um chicken casserole I don't want to call it chicken casserole but basically it's chicken vegetables potatoes um everything in there with um some stock and some liquid and I guess that's chicken casserole I don't know chicken stew or something like that I have popped in the top of there some of those um pre-made dumplings that I made up and froze um, the other week so uh, that's what John will be having for his dinner later in the other one I've got um, parmesan chicken oh that's going to be good that's going to be mine um, so that's basically potatoes cut up um, melted some melted butter a bit of oil um, parmesan and some thyme and some garlic all and they toss toss all those in um in that mixture toss the potatoes in that mixture and put them in the slow cooker along with um i've got a couple of chicken thighs actually in there uh, now the chicken thighs uh, can be fried off for you know they can just flash fry them in the pan so you get that nice golden brown i'm not too um too worried about that so i've just put the chicken in there Sorry, that was the postman knocking at the door with some parcels, none of which are for me. <laughs> Therefore, Samantha. Um, yeah, so where was yeah, so Parmesan um Parmesan chicken it, um in the slow cooker, which I will look forward to later. It's it's, it's I, I can't tell you it's such a re- revelation for me to be able to cook something similar but different um to what John likes. It's um I'm really enjoying looking for recipes and think, oh yes, I would like that, I would like that rather than um having what he likes because it's easier just to cook one lot. Um the other thing I will be cooking for some for pudding dessert, if you like, is I'm going to make an apple and blackberry sponge. So the blackberries I foraged. Um I probably need to go and get some more before the season finishes. Uh and the apples came from our tree. So um I'm going to what I'm going to do is going to cook the blackberries down and make a uh, cook them down in some sugar add a little bit of um, corn flour just to thicken them 
and that will go in the bottom of the pudding basin and I think I will chop up the apples um, very fine and incorporate those into the sponge bit and I'm going to cook mine in the microwave because you can cook a sponge pudding in a microwave very quickly very easily and it tastes fine um that you know there's no you don't have to cook it in the oven for hours or steam it or it's not connoisseur cooking I get that but it tastes the taste is great uh it's taken me next to no time Um, importantly it's used very little energy to get it to that so um that's what we've got for dessert tonight and John will have that with ice cream probably and I might have that with Greek yogurt or something um, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. Going back to the Parmesan cheese. Now, I don't use a lot of Parmesan cheese, so I keep my Parmesan cheese in the freezer and then I just get the little packet out and sprinkle it about when I need it, um, you know, so that uh, I've got some always in the freezer um, because I use it very few and far between, really, to be honest. But um, I've kept it in the fridge before now. It goes mouldy, wasted. Um the same with uh, cheddar cheese. If you've got cheddar that's coming to the end of, um, you know, it's gone a bit hard around the edges, grate it up, put it in the freezer, add it to sauces. It'll be absolutely fine. Uh, don't waste that bit of cheese um, at the end of the block that's sort of gone a little bit a little bit tough. Just grate it up as best you can or whiz it up and put it in the freezer and it'll be fine used um, in something else, in a sauce or... Uh, something like that so yeah don't waste anything I try not to waste anything so that's what we've got for dinner later today and that's what I've been doing so far this morning and uh, I'll crack on with the rest of my day oh I have got some washing out because the sun has come out and it's quite breezy thought that actually and I've got another load to go and put out now so try and get the the washing out on the line so that um that gets dry and that'll probably be my wash load for the week this week so just two loads of washing this week I haven't got masses but um yeah the weather is proper squally today um it's sort of one minute is sunny but it's windy next minute you've got little mists of fine rain coming over I did go outside and um managed to plant three lots of plants um in various places where I wanted them to go but then it started raining so then I thought well I better come in and get the washing in so I got the washing in and brought that in and then the sun came back out and <laughs> like uh, uh, it's all over the place um and it looked like the rain was going to set in but then I thought so I thought well I'll find another job to do and here comes my bugbear one of my bugbears so <laughs> um John obviously is a plumber and he um, uses a local plumber's merchant um, and he's quite friendly with a lot of them in there all the time. To be fair, most of the most of the merchants, the um, people that work in there, they do, you know, they do the circuit. So they've worked in various different plumber's merchants and he's been plumbing a long time, 40 years. So he knows a lot of them um, wherever they go, you know, he knows them. So... Um, but the thing is, is the other week, I don't know if I said this, but about two months ago, he came home with a big cardboard box full of um, sweatshirts and polo T-shirt, you know, polo shirts, uh, which have all got the branding for the plumber's merchant that he uses. Now, the reason they don't want these anymore is because each one of those is branded also with the name of the employee. So in this case, I think it's Steve, William, and there is one with John on there. Um, and those people have left. So they're, they're stuck with this branded workwear uh, that nobody, they can't give to anybody that comes to work there. So I said to John, do you want this box of, you know, um, sweatshirts, polo shirts for work? And he's like, yeah, that brilliant, I'll have those. So he brought them home. And I kid you not, I mean, there was, there was probably about five or six sweatshirts in there, 10 polo shirts. And this is all Dickie's workwear. So you know that is expensive stuff. <laughs> it's not cheap. And I just think, what a waste of money um, these firms are, you know, are making, you know, waste of money that they, they've got there. Because if they just branded them with their company logo and gave them all a clip-on name tag, 
or a you know pin on one then if somebody leaves they've still got that branded work where they that they could give to the next person that comes along as it is they can't and so that is um you know we must have probably two to three hundred pounds worth of workwear in that box which is crazy which is all money that they could be um either passing you know savings that they could be passing on to the people that come and buy their goods or you know profit in the company i just don't it's just there's just no logic to that at all um i did sit and i tried to unpick the name and that on it but it's so you know what that's like it's it, it, in the end i gave up i thought oh, do you know john's not proud he'll wear he'll wear it anyway to work it'll soon be filthy with a bit of um silicon wiped on it so it's not going to matter but i it's just like that is such an incredible waste of money um that these firms uh, are spending for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I get if you go into a shop, you want to be able to, you know, identify the person who works there and maybe by their name. But um, to be to be honest, the colour difference, it's a dark blue um, sweatshirt or polo shirt with a not much lighter blue writing, you know, stitched writing on it. So it's hard to see it anyway. Just like incredible, I gave up. I gave up trying to unpick it, and I thought he'll wear it. He'll wear it like that. I just thought it would be nicer for him if he did, didn't have someone else's name on it. But he won't care. Um, it's brand new stuff, never been worn. Uh, absolutely ludicrous waste of money. Hello, hello, hello. It is Tuesday, half past two. Um, and I was just sat here thinking, I've just sat with a cup of tea, but I sat thinking, what did I do first thing this morning? Um, and it'll probably come back to me eventually, but um, I can't actually remember. But what I have done today is got project uh, thermal backing on the curtains done on two lots of the bedroom curtains. So I'm quite pleased about that. And I might be fanciful, but I... I believe I can already feel the difference. So um, maybe, maybe not. Uh, um, it's definitely, it's got to work. It's got to work in theory, hasn't it? So, so yeah, I started that. And this is, um, I've done, <laughs> so if anybody wants to do this, it's a no-sew project, to be fair. Uh, I ordered um, a few metres of, uh, quite a few, I think it was about five or six metres of thermal, uh, material thermal curtain lining um and i also ordered two um quite i can't remember five meters perhaps it was five meters maybe more of um velcro so either side both sides and um because the thermal lining doesn't fray so you can just cut that you don't need to get a sewing machine out and hem it you can if you want to absolutely do that um you don't need to hem it and stuff like that. So basically, all I have done is I have cut out the lengths of uh, the lining that I wanted. Um, and it taken all the curtains down one by one, cut out the length of the lining that I wanted, put some sticky backed uh, self-adhesive um, Velcro to, on, on the thermal curtain. I've put the other side of it, self-adhesive Velcro on the back of the curtain, which it, the, the curtains I've got are like, um, they're lined, they're already lined. So this is a third lining that's going on, but I've just put the Velcro right along the top. Um, and uh, I've stuck the, <laughs> stuck the thermal lining um, to the back of the curtain. You know, how, you know, it's easy. Um, it, granted, nobody sees the back of our curtains. You know, our windows don't overlook onto the street or anything like that. But even if they did, I don't think you'd notice very much anyway. Um, so that's an easy peasy project. And I really, I do believe that it's making a difference already, um, in my opinion. But uh, I don't know, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I've done both sets of the, so I've done the, uh, the main bedroom and the spare room. Uh, and basically I... Um, I basically, so our curtains are longer than our windows, if you like. So our windows, we've got quite small windows here. So our windows sort of finish halfway up the wall. The curtains come right down to the floor. 
and the thermal lining that I've done just basically covers um, the window area and then down a bit because uh, I, there wasn't much point doing uh, right down to the ground, I don't think. Um, so yeah, that is uh, project thermal lined curtains done, ready for the ready for the winter, and um, as I said, it's like I don't you know I think it's prudent to try. That's what I think. Um, so I am trying and I can't remember how much the thermal material was, but it's nowhere near the cost of a, a new set of thermal curtains. I can tell you that much. We've probably got as much thermal lining for a quarter of the price of, of a pair of new curtains. So, um, thermal curtains. So, um, yeah. And, and the Velcro was next to nothing as well. So that has been an easy task to achieve and do Samantha called in and um this morning and we went into town she was she's revamping Mia's bedroom Mia's now well, the bedroom was done when she was a baby so it had all bunny cute bunny rabbits in it she's now six she doesn't want cute bunny rabbits anymore so they're just um so we had a mooch around the charity shops to see what you could find to sort of like um jazz up the bedroom a little bit um change it a little bit so from bunnies to horses I believe it's going so uh yeah and then um yeah I came back from there I'd actually done one set of curtains came back from there did the next set of curtains um and then it's now taking me there through to half past two but as I said it's a no-so project if you want to have a go at that I basically I bought the thermal lining on eBay um the, the added bonus of the thermal lining is, of course, it will keep the heat out in the summer if, if I leave the linings on there. Um, I can still wash the curtains because I can just take off the Velcro and replace it with new Velcro. So it's not a no big deal. Um, I didn't have to sit that. I can sew. I can sew curtains uh, full length. Um, you know, in the past, I've made all the curtains and the... Do you remember the bedspreads that were all uh, fitted? The fitted you know, drapery bedspread and um, I remember Jeff Banks years ago, this guess so going back now to sort of like, I guess, the late 80s or something. Um, I wanted Jeff Banks' bedroom, well, not his bedroom, but <laughs> all the all of the uh, Jeff Banks wallpaper and we had wallpaper that matched the curtains, that matched the bedspread, you know, the whole shebang. Um, and I made all of those, uh, you know, so I, I can do soft furnishings if you like. Um, but um, I thought, I, should, I don't want to. I'll just do this. This will work. I'm sure it will. And it does. So, uh, you know, job jobbed. And um, hopefully that will keep us a little bit cosier. I remembered what it was I did this morning. <laughs> I went off to have blood tests. That's what I did this morning. Um, I did something sort of like, I thought, well, I don't know there was a big space of time where I must have been doing something. I don't know what it was. So I went off to have my blood tests. Um, We'll see what they throw up, if anything. I said to John, if they don't throw anything up, that just means I'm old and knackered and things ache and bits falling off and all of that. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. In, in one way, I hope they don't show anything up. In the other way, I think, well, if they don't show anything up, then um, I need to sort myself out because something, you know, I just feel sluggish and tired and fatigued and things ache and... Um, so I'd need to address that somehow. Um, yeah, when I, when we actually, one little thing I was going to say, when we popped into one of the charity shops, uh, it's actually one that my mum works in, uh, volunteers in, um, I was in there and a lady that works in there, because uh, my mum introduced her and she said, oh, you've got your kindred spirits here because this lady, you, uh, 12 years on a self, totally self-sufficient, small holding in Wales it might have been tw more than 12 years maybe it was 12 acres I mean she'd been there a long time um which she reluctantly had to give up because of life change events so um we were yeah talking about she actually had uh sheep and everything and they would um make their own uh you know do car cl clean and card all their own wool and then make some uh make the then she said then we'd wear it in some dodgy tabard fashion <laughs> but uh yeah brilliant it's lovely to I you know I have to go and have another chat to her at some point because they you know they did made all their own um had their own goat and uh cow as well so they did all their own dairy um and things like that too so it's uh, uh you don't very really meet very many people in the real lifetime real life who um 
you can talk to that have done similar to what you have, you're doing. So it's quite nice when you do meet them sort of people. Um, you know, there are probably hours and hours and hours of chats you could have, but uh, we just had a brief one, but hopefully I'll get to talk to her again um, at some point. But uh, that was really nice. I'm sure she's got an absolute book of stories to tell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a chance meeting there. So, you know, I said I was running the freezers down. Well, I'm on plan B now <laughs> because of the rising cost of everything. Um, and also because I'm batch baking or batch cooking when I do it, um, the one freezer is pretty chock-a-block. So I'm having to put that stuff into the other freezer. So at, I don't want to be running it half empty. It's got um, a sack of fruit in there or veg, I can't remember which. Um, and it's got, and now I'm starting to put in the meals that I've been batch baking in there as well. So today I've got in touch with, um, the lady that we get our grass fed lamb and beef from because we're almost out. We've got two big joints of meat left. Uh, I've just got out a breast of lamb, which I'm going to defrost and see what I can do with that. Um, there's a shoulder of lamb, actually three, there's a shoulder of lamb, there's a gorgeous big I don't even know what you call that a blade I think it's a blade of beef um and I've got a roll of pork in there as well apart from that that's it <clears throat> so I've today ordered put in a big order for the freezer and I will also be looking um online although pretty much I use I try and get them from Piper's uh because I look round to see who actually is doing free range uh, chickens and uh, you have to kind of read through the the mumbo jumbo, <coughs> excuse me, to make sure you're getting the right, you know, the right quality. Um, and I will, so I will order um, a few chickens to put in the freezer as well, I think. Um, and I will, when they come, they'll come fresh. And so I will uh, maybe um, chop a couple of them up into, you know, from a whole chicken, I will take all the portions off as well. Um, just have one or two whole chickens in there, which will then uh, fill up the freezer. It means I don't keep scrabbling around the freezer thinking, what am I going to cook tonight? What am I going to cook tonight? Um, I've got stuff in there. I've got stuff in there. Then I want, if I say to one of the girls, do you want to come around for a roast or whatever? Yeah, so I, whereas I was going to run that freezer right down, I really feel that I can't, I don't, because I want to be able to um, batch bake and batch cook, and I need that one uh, to put the stuff into, because the other one's full up with other stuff, uh, full up with, one of them's got a bag of veg in it, and I'm in a sack, a sack full of veg that we've grown, and the other one's got a sack full of um, uh fruit fruit frozen fruit and things um and uh that's not all that's in there there's everything you know everything else is i've got batches of yorkshire pudding mix that i made up when we had a lot of eggs and um we've got a spare carton of milk in there just in case we ever need milk and can't get out anywhere to get it um there's blocks of cheese in there that uh, I think I bought. There was cheese on offer, extra mature cheddar, so I that's good for cooking. I vacuum packed that, put that in. I've got some, there's um, vacuum packed cooking chocolate in there that I must have had for a recipe at one point, and that's gone in there. So I've got all tight, loads of different things. There's uh, all the tomato sauces, there's gravy, there's stocks, um, uh, all the soup bag mixes, uh, you name it, it's in there. Um, grated cheese and um freshly fresh herbs that have been frozen um all the, uh, so many different things can't even tell you um so yes i thought well actually then i might as well use that other freezer because i'm not able to run it down so that it's empty because i need to so uh, uh, effectively i'm running it sort of um at 20 percent at the minute 20 to 30 percent i thought well and I need that 20 to 30 percent so I'm thinking well actually I, what I need to be doing then is running that freezer at capacity because uh, otherwise that's um energy wasted 
So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, so that's what I've done. I've put in an order, a big order for the meat. Um, and I will order some uh, chickens, free range farm, farm chickens to go in there. And um, yeah, and then I also dug out the other thermal curtains. We have a thermal curtain that I put up over winter that goes between the kitchen and the boot room. And then we have a thermal curtain on the back door. Feels like winter's really coming. So I'm hunkering down and making sure that we're going to be cosy and toasty. I also today went round and uh, plugged in all of our electric radiators because they've been unplugged all summer. Because I'm, you're starting to feel a tad cold. Well, there is, I checked on the thermometer, it's actually 18 degrees in here, which is comfortable enough. But if you sit down, sit around too long, you can feel the chill. Um, all the radiators are now uh, plugged in, turned on. And at the minute, they're set at 16 because um, we don't need them to come on. The only one that's gone on, straight on, is the bathroom towel rail. Because I said, John, it's starting to feel a little bit cold in there um, now. So that one will go on. And that's also on a thermostat, so that cuts in and out when it's up to temperature. And we've only got it on low. That's basically just to give, you know, take the chill off the air. That's all um, for now anyway. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's what I've been doing today. I've been looking at lots of recipes that I'm going to uh, go forward and do. I don't know if I told you the other day, but I did actually pick my pumpkins. I had two tiny pumpkins out at the end of all that, which was a bit disappointing. But hey, at least I've got two. <laughs> Hello, it's half past nine. On a Wednesday morning, the sky is blue, the sun is shining, there's a nip in the air though this morning, but uh, that's to be expected at this time of year. Um, I've already been out this morning to cut flowers for my weekly order, uh, so I've done that, and um, I'm glad to say, I don't know if I mentioned this, but um, Diesel, our oldest cat, wasn't hadn't been around for two days. And he's getting quite old. He's probably getting on for 13 now. Um, and he's an outdoor cat, so, you know, he's going to have a probably shorter life. I don't know whether he'd have a shorter life than an indoor cat, but um, basically he's getting on. Um, and he's looking like he's getting on as well now, a little bit. Uh, so when he disappeared for two days, I thought, oh, it's not looking good because... Uh, but he was back this morning, so that's fine. Um, I was getting a bit worried. I said, John, I have to go and search everywhere for him and see if we can find him. But he's back, bright as a button, waiting for his milk this morning, so that's fine. Um, what have I done this morning already? Well, I've cut the flowers. Uh, I've been around, uh, just tidying up, done the eggs and everything. And then yesterday I got a um, breast of lamb out of the freezer. It's one of the last ones in there. Uh, well, it is the last one in there, to be fair. This one came from Hoggett uh, from next door. Now, Hoggett is... Uh, so you get fresh lamb, which is young, uh, and you get Hoggett, which is I think is a year old, and I think then you get mutton, which is two years old. Um, so this is a Hoggett. Uh, I didn't realise that it was still bone-in on the breast, so <laughs> I'm, I can't bone out, but I have trimmed it. I've trimmed all the fat and everything off of it, and... Um, I've kind of rolled it with the bones in and I've put it in the slow cooker with a good amount of rosemary and garlic. So that will, uh, later on today, that's going to smell amazing. Probably have that with mashed potatoes and a veg, I think. Be nice. I always like my, I don't know, I always like my lamb with mashed potatoes, gravy and veg. Um, I don't know why. Uh, yeah, so um, lamb, I think, I always do this. So I don't know if you do, but it, it really enhances the flavour, in my opinion. But um, if you've got a leg of lamb or even a shank or anything, I always make a slit in the meaty bit with a, with a knife and poke the garlic clove right down in, you know, a couple of garlic cloves right down in it. And the same with the, um, with the rosemary. And uh, I think it just makes the flavour of the lamb um just steps it up massively um i never got around to making my mint jelly this year which really annoyed me because i do like mint jelly i've got a little bit left but i do like a bit of mint jelly with my with my lamb i'd have to put that on my make sure you do this next year list because <laughs> i just didn't get around to doing that this year uh i'm 
going to have a haircut at, uh, in about an hour. It's time. And then my plan is, because it's nice and quite sunny, so it's quite warm outside, my plan is to get outside. John picked up um, some compost for me yesterday, which turned out to be a bit of a, an errand because uh, most places now don't... Well, they're not selling it now because, it, for all intents and purposes, it's the end of the gardening season uh, for most people. Um, but it's not for people who are carrying on through the whole year so it's a bit more difficult to get hold of the reason i've uh, had to bring in compost is because uh, i've got no spare beds at the minute because they still need uh, they're still producing and so i'm not clearing those at the minute and our other our compost isn't ready and this is for seedlings i want to well seedlings and young plants and i don't want it to be um i don't want it to be too rich i don't want it to be full of weeds um i want these um young plants which I'm going to go around and dig up by the way out from the garden everywhere I want these to have uh you know to to not have to battle with anything else for the to get the nutrients they need seeds don't need a lot of nutrients I'm also going to pot up um into little pots plastic pots um bulbs ready for selling out next year that'll be things like um narcissi and iris and um so iris reticulata was a dwarf iris um and um, whatever else i can think of at the time but i've got plenty to do um i just uh, i'm not gonna i don't want to start it before i've got my hair cut because i don't want to stop and then come back in and um, have my hair cut and then have to go again so at the minute i need to find another job to do um the dogs have got a nice uh, pile of uh, fat that I've cut off for that hog. It was quite fatty, uh, so I've trimmed a lot of it off. I mean, you want a good, um, a good, a decent amount of fat on something like that because it, uh, especially a long, slow cook like that, but um, not too much. I don't want it swimming in fat when I get it out of there, so I've cut a lot of that off. And the dogs and the cats will have that. They'll be happy about that. Yeah, uh, not sure what else, but... Um, so far, that's what I've done this morning. That's what I'm planning to do today. Um, we'll see how it goes. That's the other thing I was going to say that I totally forgot. So I got, also got out um, of the freeze yesterday one of my batches of tomato soup. Because I thought, well, that'd be quite nice. I'd quite like to have tomato soup. Now I'm going to make... I don't know if anybody's ever made these. I've never made them before. But um, I'm going to have a go today. So the two ingredient flatbreads, which is um, self-raising flour and yogurt, and you mix them together and uh, you don't even have to wait for it to rise or anything. You mix them together, roll them out into the sort of size that you want and then uh, fry them. I'm not quite sure. I haven't looked that bit up yet, to be honest, but I'm going to have a go at those. Um, my daughter makes them all the time and she said they're so easy to make and they're really tasty. And I guess you could add, you know, if you wanted, you could have, Add, you could paste it in a bit of garlic butter and have garlic flatbread or um, garlic and rosemary or um, you know any combination chili even if you want a sweet chili I guess if you wanted to um, do that um, so yeah uh, that'd be interesting I've wanted to have a go for ages but not just for the sake of it but I'll try and make a batch enough to freeze some of them as well so that um, I've always got some to hand when we're having soup which would be nice uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you know how they go. Um, it's five o'clock. I'm just stood here making, well, I've got the potatoes boiling and I'm just making gravy for the dinner. Um, and I had a conversation today um, with somebody who, um, that I know, uh, was a relative. Um, and she was saying that she has never, never made her own gravy I said, like, what, never? Never? <laughs> I find that quite difficult to comprehend, really. Um, and I was just, I'm just stirring the gravy here. And I, I always remember that I think my very first roast dinner I made when I was 16, full roast for the family. because, And I know it was then because my mum was in hospital having my youngest sister. Um, and I was 16, so, you know, I, I cooked the dinner for everybody that Sunday and um but I, I remember watching both my mum and my dad when we were younger you know they take the meat out of the roasting pan they'd put the roasting pan on the stove then they'd add um stock to it or whatever stock and then they'd also add the vegetable um water 
when, when the vegetables are finished, add that in there and the corn flour and they would make the gravy and um, it's amazing gravy, it's always amazing gravy. But um, yeah, it, uh, I, found, <laughs> I was quite amazed and I, I guess there's probably plenty more people out there who make their gravy from a jar. Um, and I'm not knocking it because it is, uh, I'm not saying I never do that because I do. It's quick and it's easy and, uh, but I'm, but mine is, uh, you know, when I do that, it's, uh, I haven't really got time to do the other way. So, um, it's quick fix gravy, but, um, yeah, I was amazed to, to, um, have that conversation. <laughs> I don't know why. Let me know if you've never made gravy, we'll have to do a masterclass on it. Good morning, it's Thursday morning, eight o'clock. Um, my morning routine, get up, have some breakfast, have a shower, do the eggs, put the eggs out, and then I'm off out to cut flowers in a minute, but I thought I'd just wrap this week's episode up <clears throat> before I do that. Um, I, actually, I took the eggs out to the shed, and there are quite a few still in there. I say quite a few, there's probably about 10 boxes, so I thought, oh, I'll bring them back in again. Uh, it looks like the um, maybe the price... Uh, rise has slowed it down a bit but uh, you can never tell I mean chances are by lunchtime they'll be all gone and I'll put the rest out anyway um, but there's not a lot we can do about that because you can't keep selling eggs you know at a price that's uh, unsustainable that you're not making any money on that you, you're not even breaking even you're making a loss what is the point of that there is no point <clears throat> you have to know the value of what you're selling um, and you have to make a profit and then we don't make a lot you know it's it's pence it's pounds it's not you know we're not making a lot of money on it um the next big thing is that uh, i read a report yesterday from uh, well there are various reports all over the internet but sixty four thousand turkeys have been culled in um up in norfolk i believe maybe somewhere up that way because of bird flu already so sixty four thousand birds culled um what I don't get, and, and this is another reason, John says, see, it's not worth getting any more because we're going to have to shut them down again. Um, and what I don't understand <clears throat> quite is why the, uh, why, why the industry is being allowed to just um, have this happen to them, if you see what I mean, because, you know, we're all governed by laws and rules and regulations. <clears throat> and their answer to having bird flu in the country uh, and, a, and a flock getting it is to cull that flock. Well, that's a massive impact on um, that, that poor farmer, uh, turkey farmer. Not only that, you then have a five mile radius outside that and a 10, and a five kilometre and a 10 kilometre radius outside that that are also affected uh, in various ways. Um, so in my mind, the, the poultry industry is becoming unsustainable as well. Um, because there's, 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 there's no other answer other than just to kill these birds off if they get bird flu, which is being brought in by, you know, migrating birds. To be honest, it hasn't actually left the country at all this year, which is a first as far as I know. It hasn't, um, you know, it hasn't... I'm just watching a baby squirrel down there, sorry. <laughs> um, it hasn't left the country at all this, this year, uh, which is a first as far as I am aware. Um, so it's you know it looks like uh poultry farming chicken farming egg farming all of that is is just an industry that people are going to leave in droves um because they it, it's heartbreaking when that happens to you it's unsustainable again um and but we can't do anything about these birds bringing in the bird flu so what we have to do i would have thought somewhere along the line is work out a way that we can uh work alongside this i don't know it just seems um again short-sighted that i'm sure somebody somewhere is sat in an office or in a you know in a science lab working away on this i'm sure they are i'd like to think they were but from the outside it's just like nobody's doing anything nobody's doing anything you know but uh what do you do it's a very difficult situation 
to um, a very difficult situation to sort out, I, I imagine. Consequently, you know, where we were going to introduce more birds, just 10 probably, I'm thinking we probably won't now because, you know, they're just going to go into lockdown within the next month or so, probably probably earlier than they're normally it's around about the beginning of December uh it looks like it's going to be way too late for that if it's already affecting big flocks of turkeys um so it's possible that it might even come sooner than that uh which is no life for the chicken at all being shut in all the time and um it's disheartening it's disheartening but there you go. That that's the situation with the bird flu at the minute. Um, I, I'm I'm glad that we don't have the big flocks that we used to have. Um, it was one of the reasons we started scaling back because year on year we were having to house them over winter, um, and that you know you either invest heavily, which there is not a lot of point for. Basically, what we've got is a, a large back fl- backyard flock, and there's no point. You either have to go into it, you know, bigger than that to make it cost effective or or you don't and we didn't want to so um you know whereas at one time we had had a lot of birds here and now we've got um just small flocks small flocks of things because that's much easier to manage although it doesn't really make you much money but uh you know it's not about the money a lot of the time it's about as i've said before it's about the lifestyle we live on here so that's fine um, yeah, so that's where we got to at the minute. We're, I mean, the world at the minute is a very depressing place. The UK is a very depressing place. We, we've had, a, you know, punch after punch after punch, you know, both worldwide, economically, you know, everything, just uh, emotionally. <laughs> I'm sure most people are feeling completely drained by it all. And um, it just keeps coming at the minute. And you're like, when is this, when is this going to stop? Stop the world. I want to get off. This is not fun. <laughs> this is no fun at all. Um, so in that respect, you have to try and find, you know, the light in your day that makes you happy. Um, luckily, as I said, you know, living this kind of life that we have practised over the last 12, 13, I'm sure, I keep saying 12 years. I'm sure it's probably more than that now. <clears throat> uh the you know living this life you that's we've become quite resilient i said to john you know we are quite resilient and um because we try to you know we we buy locally people are moaning or moaning justifiably i'm sure moaning about the cost of import now because everything is going up but you know there's an answer to that don't buy imported goods buy locally grown goods that's easier said than done i know that's a simplified view but it can be done if you scale your life right back down um it can be easily done so um yeah it's a resilience you need to build in resilience in your life and going forward and i always say i think god i sound like a crackpot but until until the um, pandemic came you know and i used to say to people oh you know you never know you you never know when you're going to need to grow your own food and everything um I always thought, well, yeah, I do sound like a bit of a, you know, a bit of a weirdo, really. But uh, that just reinforced my beliefs. When that came, that reinforced my belief that you do need to be self-reliant, self-sufficient um, in, in, in all sorts of ways. Um, and going forward, I don't see that changing. That is, you know, we need to be more self-sufficient um, in our energy uh, making energy we need to be more self-sufficient in water capture we need we need to be able to rely on having these things to hand because we've put the things in place to make that happen because going forward I think they're they're still I know I said I probably said on the podcast somewhere or in the blog back um you know when the pandemic uh, sort of came uh, I think the next five years are going to be bumpy I'm expanding that. I think the next 10 years is going to be bumpy, is going to be bumpy and not great. Um, that's my personal opinion. Um, but we can, there are ways we can fight back. There are ways we can make ourselves resilient to that. We are, there are ways we can see through that. Um, we just have to look for them and hone our skills and, you know, pair back and really think about what, what we're doing 
buying, making, achieving and see how well that is going to um, see us for the future. Uh, you know, I do think there's a a big, uh, some problems ahead, to be fair. Mm. Um, that's depressing, isn't it? I'll depress everybody on a Thursday. I didn't mean to. I'm going to go and pick flowers in a minute. That's going to cheer me up immensely. I've got a bouquet to do for today. I've got one for the weekend. Um, yeah, so I'm going to have a happy, a happy hour picking flowers. There you go. Can't, it doesn't get better than that, does it? Well, it could do. The sun's not shining. It has been raining overnight, but that's fine. It's supposed to clear up today. And then we've got a heavy band tomorrow. And um, what I might do is... Uh, pop off later and buy some um, flour and everything so that I can uh, maybe do a batch cook tomorrow, the day before, the one of the last days before the uh, the energy rates uh, increase, whatever happens then, I don't know, it's like a doomsday day, 1st of October, but um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I'm so sorry that the world is upside down at the minute, people, um, but uh, yeah, just find find the light in your day to make you smile. That's the only thing we can do at the minute and uh, uh, ride this bumpy ride through. Have a great week. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time.